This is Kenyon Drake, running back for the Arizona Cardinals, and you're listening to the Fantasy Football Kings podcast. Welcome, Kings and Queens, to the Fantasy Football Kings podcast. You're with your host, Tyler Mickle Pickle Luke, and of course, the great one, Patrick. We've got an awesome episode lined up for you today. We've got the season schedule dropping. We have a little bit of a leak giving us insight into some upcoming games. This is the second episode post-draft, so we've got some more takes that will continue from last week's episode. Uh, hint, Tim Tebow should be on your board. <laughs> Luke, how you feeling? Feeling pretty good, Patrick. I am excited for the schedule release tonight. And they already leaked a couple games, which is lame because I like the excitement of turning on whatever channel it's on and it getting dropped on us. But we got the opener. It's the Tampa Bay Buccaneers hosting so-called America's team, the Dallas Cowgirls. And we are going to kill them. <laughs> Brady might throw five touchdowns. I'm not kidding. <laughs> you say this every game. Every, I get hype. Every week. You're right. I do Brady get might throw five. Gronk, the, 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 the typical trope is Gronk might score two touchdowns. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, he did it in the Super Bowl. Yep. <laughs> but are you guys excited for that first game? Or did you guys want a different game? Like, like the Buffalo Bills or the uh, New Orleans Saints? Any games you guys were looking forward to? Or do you think they hit it? Uh, I think nationally it's a big game. Cowboys... Always bring in big numbers. The Bucks are obviously the Super Bowl champs. So nationally, I think this is a good bet by the NFL to schedule it for the uh, sort of season opener for us as Bucks fans. Sure, you probably would have liked to see a higher caliber game. Uh, the Bills are Super Bowl contenders this year. Uh, Jameis Winston having being this potential starter with the Saints has implications important to us. But nationally, I think they hit it. I expect. I thought it would be the Jameis, but I, I'm sure they're probably they're worried like that they would schedule that with the Jameis narrative in mind, and then Sean Payton would come out and start Taysom Hill. Sure, yeah, play I, him for that, first half, and that's why I agree with Pat. I think it was like the safest bet for yeah. the big storyline for the NFL. You know, they're going to push obviously America's team, Dak's comeback. They're going to push Dak was on an MVP pace last year, so he's back. Um, you know, just. Like you said, big big numbers for TV for the for the Cowboys when they're on national TV. So yeah, there's a lot of pressure on our books receivers because I just had an argument online with Cowboys fans about who had better receivers. <laughs> like literally last week, oh so gosh. we really need our bucks to show up, or I'm getting uh, cold takes hard. <laughs> Good news is is uh, Brady career wise uh, season opener post Super Bowl. I don't remember his yardage, but I, it's like a 15 to one touchdown to interception ratio. Yep, I want to say he's only lost like one of those games. Um, Luke, you asked, you mentioned, did you want a different game? The only one I would have changed it to, and it wouldn't happen, but I would want the Pats at home in Ray J. Oh, so we my can God. hang the banner in front of Bill. But obviously oh that's gosh. like personal wishful feelings. So. I, I thought they could have swerved and, and we gone to uh, – that would have been the most watched game of all time maybe. If they were like <laughs> – If no, we I swerved and week one was Bucks going to Foxborough to play the Patriots, but they usually don't put that home team on the road. Here's an extra F. Here's the FU that Tom can give to Bill, though. Tom, because we it's been leaked that the Bucks will play in New England Week Four. So all Tom has to do is average 289 yards a game leading up to that game, and then he will get the all-time leading yardage record playing against the Patriots. Wow! He has to average 289 yards a game. That's easy. So we need to make sure he doesn't get there until Week Four, (laughs) right? Yeah, because the first week he might have 500. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) 
<laughs> that's how yeah, bad so the gotta, Cowboys are on Bruce defense. really has to pace his, pace his uh, offense coming exactly. out. Exactly. Just start yes. running the ball every yeah, down yeah, yeah. if it's week three and we're already up three um, touchdowns. Since, since we are on Brady, too, uh, let's go one last piece of news. I, I don't want to add to it real quick, but uh, Jason Light this week came out <laughs> on the Rich Eisen show, and uh, he basically got asked about the Packers situation with Aaron Rodgers and how they've handled internally with Tom Brady. Uh, and he basically said that him, the Glaziers, Greeny, uh, and Bruce sat down with Tom this offseason and, and just let him know, listen, man, hang him up whenever you're ready. You can play to 50. We do not give a shit. No, yeah. We're here for you. Yeah. Um, so just kind of update your dynasty teams there yeah. if you do play dynasty. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you are a Brady owner, I do not think you need to panic <laughs> for another quarterback. I yep. really do think this guy is going to play at least three years play at least three more i, th- which I is think it's crazy to say barring injury of course and by extension that's good advice not to go totally crazy in dynasty trying to get trask absolutely because, another like, reason that who, there is a knows? good chance this was a pick made for a actual backup quarterback position like, mm-hmm. yeah your trask pick uh is gonna be a fifth rounder if that you know he might even go undrafted because mm-hmm. he's not gonna touch the field you're better looking at the guys like kellen mon davis mills that yeah have an actual shot in the upcoming years to absolutely to did you see that aaron Rodgers is on tb12 method now yeah i, I saw that, that. wait is he really yeah he yeah. bought he bought whatever the book and started doing they didn't say what he's doing but and yeah then, uh, I wow like, i, I guess like, like that five or six years ago he had come out and said he had been in close talks with tom about nutrition and things like that and he had started to kind of adapt some of tom's things yeah but i did see that article come out smart move he's hey. like fully on tb12 now can't beat rogers, him join him rogers dealt with some injuries during his career oh, i mean yeah. he's been banged up certainly more than brady has those so. glass collarbones of his and now yeah. he's looking at it and he's like well i can either join drew in the graveyard after this year or <laughs> i cannot you know do you know he had seven rushing touchdowns last year in rogers that's How a lot that's crazy Did you say seven yeah that's Jeez. that's pretty shocking so he does actually run a lot more it's more probably a red zone thing for him but he can definitely scramble. It's surprising though. to me. Yeah, yeah he, you know he's got the discount double check locked in. But uh, moving oh, I on, just signed up with State Farm. Did you? Yeah. Nice. Hell yeah. Did they, did uh, Drake come out and shake your Drake, hand? Drake, uh, Pat Mahomes, and Aaron Rodgers all welcome. Came. Patrick. Oh, so you got <laughs> the actual like people you didn't get their stunt doubles with uh, Paul Rudd. And, I got uh, Paul Rudd also. It was it was a promotional sort of thing. <laughs> Uh, very nice. Thank um, you. So I'm covered. If anybody wants to get in a car crash with me, I'm. I do have insurance. <laughs> awesome. So we'll, we'll kind of we're in the news and notes, but we'll kick them off right now. The uh, top news story of the week has been, and he's not even fantasy relevant. Is uh, Tim Tebow is why, most? Dude, why? Why did you say the last part? He is fantasy relevant. I'm drafting him. <laughs> so no one's hard. gonna listen to you, man. You gotta I'm stop. You, whatever. He's gonna get five touchdowns this year. <laughs> uh, I'm actually upset that we're choosing to make this our news over Carry On Johnson. Uh, it, it is. Well, it is because so Timmy. He's gonna be awesome. <laughs> I, I like Tebow. Everyone hates him for the most part. Man, have I watched some sports media guys this week just tear him a just new tear one. Tear him. Just saying, you know, he doesn't deserve it. These other guys have been working so hard, blah, blah, blah. This man works hard, too. <laughs> yeah, yes, he, he does, he, Luke. <laughs> yes, he does. And, and he Urban deserved- Meyer's exact words on him uh, yesterday was, he's a maniac. Yeah. That's what he called him, was a maniac. I'm excited. But he still hasn't signed, right? No, technically it's like hasn't been written yet. I, uh, when I listened to Urban it, yesterday, he said the decision it, has not it's been not made. Official. Yeah. He said he has, to, he has to make the decision pretty soon Pretty here. soon. I can He's, see he has why players I know. Are you can't cook him like this. this. Point, like you yeah. just put him through all of the I mean, Skip and Shannon. You're uh, right. You put him through the gauntlet. You put, just <laughs> yeah. get him signed, bro. The guy just got you obliterated. You can have 90 players and you have to nail it down to 53. He should be one of the 90. At least let him, yeah, work out during the offseason. He can, um, yeah. But I have seen several reports from Jags Insiders. Uh, 
then Tom Pelissaro of NFL Network oh, said it, and Jeff Darlington as well, um, basically came out and said that a good portion of the Jags locker room uh, is not hurt. thrilled that this is even a discussion for the team. So I have heard that it, it's not the locker room. It's the front office. The locker room, guys, it's not – players are like – I don't know. I The interview I watched earlier with uh, – he was on the Fox Sports show. I don't remember his name. But – he came out and he's like, the players don't care if Tebow's there. You know, he's not going to make the team. That's what they're saying. But, like, you have they, to remember, too, and it, it could just be like two players that they interviewed and those right, two it's guys. Always, were it's always like one guy that's. It, it, the, the, I, I would wager that it's a, it's a sort of Colin Kaepernick versus Tim Tebow uh, yeah, a so chance situation. It's so dumb. dumb. Yeah, it's people, it's all so dumb. But it, irrespective of all of that, all of that aside, I would love to see Timothy Tebow do well because of his, you know, all, all the jokes can linger, but his sort of determination and ethic is sort of admirable in that the guy had a cushy life. He was all over the, the SEC network and all over the college uh, game day shows. He was all over TV. The guy's already rich, and he's left what was a cushy job to sort of pursue something that is all but guaranteed to get himself roasted at every available outlet. It is admirable, and, and I do hope he succeeds because the guy's never given up. I mean, he's done everything he can to be an athlete, whether it was with baseball, whether it was being a quarterback now at a tight end position. He, and he's not an idiot. I mean, he knows the sort of backlash he's going to get and, and the jokes that will come, and, and I do uh, People think he he's succeeds. like uh, wants. It's all about fame for him, and I don't believe that. I think he wants to play football. No, right? no one wants to open themselves up to the national ridicule they're gonna, that he received yesterday. So I, I do, I do hope. Uh, and, and the truth is, he's, he's an athletic guy. I, I know there's that one clip of him running out for a pass with the Jets. <laughs> yeah, I mean the throw the was thrown before he even looked. Yeah, <laughs> and the DB gets a hand on the it. The only man. thing I will say on it is, obviously, you guys all know how I feel about. Tim Tebow in general, yeah, um, his football skill in general. Yes, um, I admit he it's was incorrect. A, he like your Daniel, he, he was take. a winner in college. Yes, and he, a winner he, in the pros. He did win a playoff game. Um, God, won a division. A game, Objectively, uh, won a division. Um, when a team was one in four, I don't yes. think anybody here wants to start an argument that he is good at playing quarterback in the NFL. I am no. Luke Bayless over here. This man uh, was one in four and took the Broncos to it. To the AFC West okay, so Championship. We're not going to get in that debate. <laughs> that's, that. just, that's just known around the league. There's a reason the guy bounced out of the league as fast as he did. But I'm having PTSD however, up Skip Bayless say that like over and over and over. How, and over. Kyle Orton was 1-4 and four and they put in yeah. two. However, I did look at the Jags tight end room as a whole. And I, it's, it's nothing. It's nothing. Right. So, I guarantee he doesn't even run a route as a tight end. He's mm-hmm. not going to be a tight end. He's going to be a Taysom Hill type. Okay, that's so, a lack of a better term. That's what I wanted to get to, though. And he's, that's where I'm going to be H back. That's where I have an issue with it. So you Trick just player? went and spent 101 on, on Trevor Lawrence. Yes. You just went and spent 26 on Travis Etienne. Yes, they're going to be back. so sick. Okay. So my issue now is, and this is me speaking if I was a Jaguars fan. Do I want a guy who's 33 years old, hasn't played a down of football in eight years to come in and take snaps away from Trevor Lawrence, from Travis Etienne, from these young guys? Yes. The but he probably won No. Yes. But he won So I truly believe if they bring him in, it is for the tight end because mm-hmm. I don't even think Urban could be. I mean, that's just moronic. You have a 33-year-old who hasn't played in eight years taking away from what you're trying to build here with a young team. 
He wouldn't. He wouldn't. He would be special teams. He would be a, a guy gunning down on punt and kick returns because that's what he's good at. He's good at running in a straight line and using his big frame and, strength to like agreed, block right? other grown men and, out. And, he is not good at running routes. He's not good at being fast or any. You know, but he's perfect for special teams. Dude. Yeah, yeah we're not sure he can block either yet, but. I do, you know, once every five games, would you expect a jump pass or a, a carry <laughs> from the red zone? I, I would see that. Yeah, but it, I, Trevor I, Lawrence is six foot six. He weighs the same as Tebow did coming out of college. Why not run that? Right, that's actually end? a good point. Yeah, the guys keep your main quarterback from getting hurt. You saw what happened to Mahomes on the fourth and one. He hasn't done one since. Trevor Lawrence are two different animals. Trevor Lawrence those... is built like Cam Newton, not yeah, true. like these other guys we're talking about. This guy is a very. It's just I. I that's my only issue with it is trying to turn him into Taysom Hill and have Drew Brees come off the Yeah, field. I see you're, you're leaking Gar- Garnett and Gold over there, it man. Has no- I swear it has nothing. <laughs> I'm rooting for the guy. I looked at the tight end room. I hope he makes it as a tight end because of how bad their tight ends are. But my issue is just going to start when they start doing any sort of BS like that because that's nonsensical to me. And what if it works? I mean, one and two might work, but again, why couldn't Trevor Lawrence do it? It would be you tell me it, Trevor Lawrence couldn't throw a two yard pass on the goal line for a touchdown. Hey, it's but more they wouldn't of a catch it. the defense off guard because Drew Brees could have always thrown that two yard pass and bring. Yeah, it in it's Taysom the same Hill. thing it with just, Taysom Hill, and it yeah. seems like no, it works for them. No. Again, we're talking two yeah. different handles. We're talking about a five right. nine quarterback and a six foot six athletic specimen. The guy's right. a freakazoid. Drew Brees need, is a Hall of Famer. I don't think you're negating his abilities. No, but like we need to think about, about the little motion on the goal line where you get one read, you get it to the corner. If not, you take off. Drew's never going to do that at age thirty. I'm drafting. Tim Tebow on my fantasy team. I'm just happy. And Taysom is also Taysom player. is also just a better athlete, right? Yeah, right yeah. now, yeah. at this yes. point in time, just because and uh, probably ever. Yeah, but Tim Tebow is married to Miss Universe. Is, is this where really? that? Yeah. So I, is this where it's all coming from? Or are you guys just jealous? I mean, no, I'm not but jealous in any way. You guys sound like it, haters. It's just objectively speaking, you can't tell me this guy is going to be more effective as a football player than some of these guys on their team. He's better than I Charles wish it Clay. didn't have to be a big deal, too. You know, I wish yeah. they could just sign him and yeah. be like, a, just a, a, be whatever the fuck he, they want him to be, yeah. like AJ Green on the Cardinals. Like but no one's talking be, about it. But you know. they have to turn it into this thing, and it's like, God damn yep. it. And then I do, I do understand some players' concern, like Des Bryant. I know he was a big one, and. It, that is a guy who actively was trying to get back into the league. No, but the, there's a difference that he didn't want to like mention. Des Bryant was looking for outrageous money when he got cut from the Cowboys. Yep. Tim Tebow is playing for for a free internship. I'm pretty sure he's actually paying. I think the Jaguars. <laughs> his neighbors. I, I just want. School, I just want school credit for this, please. <laughs> <laughs> I wish he had done this like. At like 28, though. And that's, you know, like yeah. made this change to. Well, he had to, to wait till Urban Meyer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Someone had to give him a chance. He Urban Meyer. Yeah. We'll go back to that. I agree with that. He's going to play a tight end that Gronk, or position that Gronk plays. Let's go back to Gronk on the Patriots at the end and that quote he had where he said, playing football is like getting in a car crash every single oh, day. In my yeah. Life. He yeah. said every single day he wakes up and feels like he was in a car crash the day before. Yeah. Yeah. yeah this guy's 33 dude, and hasn't taken a hit in football in eight He's years. He's fresh, Tyler. Is the, yeah. Is fresh, what, fresh body, fresh legs. Fresh legs. legs. Fresh legs, fresh yeah. legs okay. <laughs> um, so are they a lock for the hard knocks this season? The Jags? I think. Hell uh, yeah, they should be. I think so. Just Tebow be- has been on hard knocks one time, right? Weren't the Jets on there? Oh, uh, that's a good question. Maybe not. I thought, Remember I when they gave him the fryer haircut? Yeah, on the, yeah. <laughs> oh, on the Jets. No, that was the Broncos. Was that on the Broncos? Yeah, when yeah, he was yeah, a I think you're right though, because I think Sanchez was on it, and it was Sanchez and Tebow at the time. I could be incorrect. I only but. think I I'm thinking that because that famous photo of him running in the rain, mm-hmm. and I felt like that might have been a thing of hard knocks, but maybe it was just like a. I mean, even without Tebow, they really should be. I mean, Urban, yeah, first time coming to the NFL. That so could they're be, your quintessential yeah. uh, sort of. 
priorly shitty team that has nice upside and yeah. some promise. The only thing is, is Urban like that? Is he like a Belichick where he'd be like, never. No one's allowed ever. That I don't know, but I saw another team they were big on this year was the 49ers. And Shanahan has come out several times and been like, basically, no. But then this past week he came out and got asked about it again. And he goes, he goes, all right, this is the last time I'll talk about it. He goes, you want to come? You can come. But he goes, I promise you, I will give you. Talking to hard knocks, yeah. I will give you absolutely nothing to work with. <laughs> That's what he said in his interview. So I feel wow. like they got to look at that and be like, we got to go elsewhere. Yeah. Like, I wonder if Tampa would do it again. But I don't know, know if Tom think, would like that. I think it's the no playoff team thing is the hard knocks rule, though, right? Is oh, it? Oh, right. Yeah, Isn't there that, is. A I rule. think there's a little stipulation about you had <gasps> yep. to be a losing team the year before. Maybe oh, there really? are rules around it. Yep. Something Teams like have that. some like, and then like, I think the NFL can actually like at a certain point say you're on hard knocks. Yeah, they can just override. That's right. why Shane had to come back. Like, okay, fine. You can. I'm do not whatever. giving you shit. Yeah, because yeah. because the NFL calls them was like, if we want you on it, you're mm. on it. <laughs> okay. Be a big of a, yeah. Big so trying to chest the. I'm trying to big chest us, young man. Yeah. <laughs> all right, and that'll probably be the most we talk about the Jaguars all year. No, it's just not. kidding. Hell, I'm all just they kidding. are a goldmine of players this year. Just DJ Chark, baby. Give me some DJ Chark. Yeah, I like yeah, Chark DJ this year Chark, but Marvin Jones. Marvin Jones. <laughs> I'm falling on Marvin Jones. <laughs> and yeah. Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence, Travis Etienne, Timothy. All right, but now for the real news. Tebow. Timothy F. Tebow. All right. Carry uh, on Johnson was picked up by the Philadelphia Eagles. Wow. Another uh, hit for the old Miles wow. Sanders. When that Brutal. news came out, have you guys you guys have seen Uncut Gems? I've only seen the end where Adam saying what the the, the uh, spoiler. I haven't, and I need to because I love sports gambling. Yeah, and I've seen all the you memes. would uh, seriously if I've, I actually forgot. Yes, you yeah. love sports gambling. You would love that movie. Yeah, I need he, to see is, it. he is Jeff. He is friends that we know in in cinematic <laughs> mode. Jeff listens. You can yeah. say his name. <laughs> Jeff Holacek. You are Adam Sandler. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully with a less grim ending, man. Damn. Yeah, yeah. You, you presumably live to see another day. But. <laughs> but it's dope that he's boys with KG. So. Yeah, he's boys with KG. Well, him and KG have a little bit of a rift in that movie. I like you. So, Jeff, you're wow. beefing with Spoiler KG. Right alert. <laughs> um, anyway, carry on. Tyler, I, I want to hear from you. Tyler, our uh, resident carry on... And Miles Sanders Fan. drafter. He had Miles yeah, Sanders Yeah, and I had Miles Sanders year. last year. So I'm out on Miles Sanders. Yep. Um, I, I could see that. The carry-on thing's scary. They talked about wanting to add this whole offseason by adding another back to Sanders. They drafted Kenny G in the third round, who we didn't get to talk about. Um, right. Nick Sirianni last week, the yep. new head coach who likes to talk, um, came out and basically said they view Kenny Ken- Kenneth Gainwell as a clone of Neheim Hines. And That's then he perfect. goes on yep. and mentions – that his offense is very similar to Frank Wright's offense in, in Indianapolis, mm-hmm. and then goes on to say, we truly believe that he can handle Nehaya Heim's role. Last year, he had about around 100 touches. It was like, I want to say, around like 60 to 70 catches with like another 40 carries or something like that. That's a big piece of workload for a rookie running back to take away from Miles Sanders, and the fact they just brought in carry on as reassurance it just doesn't give me hope that Miles Sanders can be an actual workhorse back for an entire 17-game season. Yeah, they have a somewhat questionable offensive line as well. I mean, it's going to be better than last year. But oh, yeah, they not, got Brandon Books back. Yeah, but it's not, like, good enough to where you want to race out and get their, their running backs. No, you know, got Lane Johnson back, too. Mm-hmm. Um, It'll definitely be better. But if, he went, if Sanders were to go down, I think there's a chance a guy like uh, On could step into a role there and take over the early down work and maybe pick up some value. There's a there's a lot of other spots I would have loved. Um, I saw the Dolphins put a waiver claim in for him as well, really? which I kind of wanted to switch it over to them as well. 
the fact that they wanted to draft one of the big three running backs at the draft. Then they put in the waiver claim for carry on Johnson. He got stolen by the Eagles. Are you guys concerned about Miles Gaskin with that news? I heard some news about Gaskin. Uh, apparently, they love Brown that they got from Malcolm uh, Brown. Yeah, they love Malcolm Brown that they got from the Rams as like a early down bruiser. So I left the draft thinking because they didn't pick up a running back that Gaskin would be th- the big winner, the big winner three down, which I think he is a winner because he would have been completely dead if they drafted a back. But um, I saw that quote about Brown, so that's a little. But I still think Gaskin is top twenty-four running back. I mean, he looked so good last year, like did, genuinely good. And no matter what, he should have the passing down role. Like he yeah. should be kind of like another receiver for them because he's just so good at uh, catching the ball, running routes and stuff. Um, it's highly questionable, though, whether you can expect a 1,000 yards rushing out of him. It might be like a Kenyon Drake type of kind situation. Of yeah, I yeah. just found it interesting because they, they basically got beat out by Philly for carry-on. Very so, interesting, yeah. That tells the fact you that they're they, still looking to add another body and they've got – you know, Ahmed, they've got Gaskin, they've got Malcolm Brown, who they brought in. Malcolm Brown is definitely going to, should be on people's, uh, like, post-round 10 radar, I think. If you're the Gaskin owner, draft him. Especially the Gaskin owner, yeah, definitely. Um, But it sounds like they want to use him a lot. Um, The other, uh, I guess, are we just going around kind of uh, well, draft winners, or did you have something else? Well, let's talk about Miles Sanders again, and what, where do we think, you know, is he still a third-round pick, or is he now dropping around for you? He's I mean, he's around. still going to be the main guy. I'll take he Mike is. Davis over him. I, uh, yeah, I would, too. I forgot I saved this on You guys need quick. to chill on Mike Davis, man. You're going to be All wrong right. about I've him. Got I'm not, because i got, got a news story for you. Why, and, why, until they sign someone, there is literally no reason to be off Mike Davis. I'm all on a Mike Davis. Why would – I mean – Luke is just who game. are they going – like you, you? you pointed out Le'Veon Bell last week, which I think was a great call. If they sign Le'Veon – that makes a ton of sense, and I'll be off well, Mike Davis. But until then, carry on would have well, been the guy that would have made me sway from that. Too, yeah. Well, the Falcons running back coach, I don't know if you guys have seen, said the door's wide open Correct. for the running back position. Is Correct. he really the best? Yes. Oh, yeah. Yes. Who else? They drafted two guys, or yeah. they they picked up two undrafted. Yeah. You never know. Philip <laughs> Lindsay was an undrafted. That, that, is a, that is a valid point. I, I'm just – Watch Mike, Mike Davis. Davis play last year. James Robinson wasn't play. drafted. That's it. He passes the eye test. Exactly. He, really he, he always test. has to. He's just always been the number two. But when he comes in, Man. he vultures people for he, a reason. The only, re- the only thing he he's missing. He played five like, good games, and then they, like, he fell off at the end. Yeah, but that fall off at the end, when you look at it, was still like yeah, solid enough. Two, middle RB2 range. It was okay. still. But is that worth third round? Yes, he's gonna be sick with the state the Falcons, of running backs. With, with, I think yes. Yeah, he's gonna have. I love it. And Falcons' offense is gonna be like potent. They have a better offensive line than I knew they had uh, before the draft. They apparently had one, a very good offensive line last year. So I mean, yeah, third round feels about right. Um, but real, you're not gonna get him in the third round. Real oh quick. come on! I'm man. taking him two, three no. turns. Yeah, me I'm and Pat, me and Pat, he will be on Pat's team at that turn. So yeah. and one yeah. last thing to just mention because we were talking about maybe them picking up another running back. They unless they trade Julio, they can't pick up anyone. They have no yeah, money, and cash. so that's why they're talking about trading Julio. Is so if they don't trade Julio, it might it might literally just be freaking Mike Davis. That's perfect. Okay, I have I forgot about just because we're talking Miles Sanders. So obviously you guys know one of these stat lines is Miles Sanders. Oh yeah. But basically we're gonna play the blind stat game. Uh, just because I, I forgot found about this Miles ex- Sanders, I wouldn't have known had you not just said this. So both these players drafted in the same year, played the same amount of time in the league. Player A has 300 rushing attempts for a 5.2 yards per carry average for. Uh, 1,500 yards and 25 touchdowns. Player B 
has 343 career attempts for 4.9 yards per carry, 1,600 yards, <laughs> but only nine touchdowns. That's Mike Davis. Player B is Miles Sanders at the 343 for 1,609. Player A, who has 40 less attempts, a higher yards per carry, 80 less yards, and almost triple the touchdowns, Josh Allen. Oh, (laughs) shit. I saw that, and I was just like... (laughs) Yeah, Mike Davis is old. He's been in the league. Yeah, yeah. The fact that Josh Allen has run for 25 touchdowns already is already mind-blowing enough. Insane. Um, But seeing that with, like, Miles Sanders... I don't know. Like, he might not be very good. I, I he doesn't good. His body doesn't look a, like it's big enough to hold up as a running and back. That's, to me. I really think he's more of like that specialty player versus the actual guy you want up front. Sure. Um, so that's their actions uh, indicate it, yeah. that. Yep. Hey, you know, you just said Josh Allen, and I was waiting for the Bills to take Travis Etienne or someone in the draft, and it doesn't look like they really did. So. What do you what do you think of Singletary and Zach Moss? I'm back in on Zach Moss this year. I'll tell Are you that you? much. Yeah, Listen, it tells. He kinda, but he kind of sucks. He does kind of, but it tells me that he's in for a big workload. We know, there. like I know what Singletary is, but Zach Moss was a rookie. He got hurt last year. He uh, messed up his big toe, I think. So I'm at least a little more willing to give him a shot. I think I'm out on Singletary probably just because I know full well what he is. Yeah, Moss. They taught. Remember, we got pretty big on Moss, too big on Moss before the draft last year. But, you know, I guess here's the other thing is the Bills are never going to transition to, like, a run-heavy approach. So no matter what, Moss doesn't have that high of a ceiling, but he's mm-hmm. the one I, I would look at between them. Yeah, I, I would take the flyer on Moss as well between them. I mean, it's tough in our league when we, like, a lot of the players do listen uh, in our league. So when we talk about someone, they go around or two higher than they should be, like Zach Moss. We got went, him up high last yeah, year. Yeah, he, he went, went the sixth Kyle. round uh, yeah, he took yeah, to Kyle's team, what, which his ADP was like eighth, ninth. Wait till you see what me and Pat do to Mike Davis's ADP. <laughs> yeah, that, if you think Christian, he's going, he's going if you think Christian McCaffrey is what you're looking for, looking at at a 101, <laughs> I don't have ADPs in front of me right now, but I bet you Mike Davis is like fourth round right now. I would I, say so. There's if he if we get to August and he is the starter for the Falcons, he's going. He shouldn't go lower than the third round. I mean, what did Todd, didn't Todd is Gurley? Is he better than Todd Gurley was last year? Significant, significantly so. better than Todd so. Gurley was a third. The way I look at it is he's going, going to be one of the first 24 running backs off the board. Yeah, I hell don't, yeah. I don't see a scenario where he's not. Mm-hmm. And we talked about how early we think running backs are going to go, so that's why I do agree with Could that. Could you not that's see true. in your mind at the end of the season, you're <laughs> looking at where the finishes are, and there he is, Mike Davis with the Falcons logo at number 10 or number 11. You're like, yeah. Oh, I mean, because here's sense. the thing: the bar's low. He doesn't have to have a thousand yards rushing. He's if he's the only guy, he'll get some catches, dump down passes, and goal line touchdowns. He, That's all Todd Gurley did last year. He might year. get a thousand rushing. Todd he's Gurley a good runner. came in on the one yard line. They handed it off to him like what nine times? Yeah, I think he had nine rushing touchdowns. Yeah, something like that. It's ridiculous. But, he's gonna punish. Oh man, we'll see. I'm, I'm afraid of the Le'Veon Bell specter, though, boy, because that signing really does make a lot of sense. It to does. Me. It's just, that's the thing. It's like there's no one else, though. Right. It's yeah. like so. It's like if you were, if they really wanted to add it, I feel like they already would have added him. True. Um, in a sense. Yeah. But you know, we'll get you there, Luke. I promise. <laughs> we'll get you there. We got a couple months to go yeah. still. <laughs> yep. Well, I know. There's plenty of time. I'm just a little skeptical Let's right see now. That right. That we're like 100. And like, you know, okay, days away. Here's something else interesting. Yeah, not that, we, that far. Not that far. We'll have to look at Atlanta's first like a uh, couple games on the schedule too, because if they are brutal run defenses that and he's sucking against all of them, they'll do something. They'll That's make a, a change point. or something. Yeah, you know? true. But if they're all soft, 
Uh, Who do they open with? Does anyone know? I didn't see. Better hope they don't play us the first four weeks. It's getting a zero. Yep. Um, That's just as an aside with the schedule. I think that's a big thing people should look at is uh, fantasy players first, like four or five games. That's always pretty big to me, especially in some of these questionable committees, like like you mentioned. Exactly, because then they can Miles Gaskin. You know, Mm -hmm. Um, if they do like Brown as much, if Gaskin struggles early on against good teams, it eases up later on. Definitely. We saw James Conner's uh, stock, like, basically die on the vine last year because of their opening, what was it, like, four games were just completely brutal. (laughs) Yep. All right. Next news item. It's a double news item. First, the Packers GM said that Jordan Love has a long way to go, (laughs) and it is a real possibility that this isn't what the GM said, but it's a real possibility that Aaron Rodgers will end up in Denver. Uh, We'll talk about Jordan Love first. That scares me a lot. I will not have Devontae Adams on my team. There's a three-prong update and here. He even said, yeah. I was just going to say, yeah, yeah. Adams came out and said, I'm going to have to think about shit if Rodgers is not here. And a fourth part to that is after Adams came out with that, Rodgers camp came back with the report. Again, I don't know if there's truth to it, where it really came from, but the report was that if Rodgers were to leave, there's several guys that he basically will sell his soul to convince to come with. Oh, really? Yeah. And I would only imagine it's, but I don't know how you can possibly pull something like that right. out of a hat, like getting Devon. I mean, he's under contract. He's the highest paid receiver in the league. You probably look for guys that are on like their last year of their contract. The bubble guys, kind of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That he might pull up. Maybe like how many years he does he have him. left, Devontae? One more. So like, I don't. Oh know wow, how to... he could pull him. Wow. So and they like, just get they trade him Judy or something. Yeah, and that could be like which um, I would do fully all in Adams. On, on Adams if he sticks around with Rodgers wherever he goes. Yeah, of course that I that would be so crazy. If they <laughs> traded a wide receiver quarterback combo. Just Ooh. hypothetically speaking, let's just play the game. Rodgers gets traded to Denver. Adams is still there. We. Get an official announcement. Love will start week one. No shot I'm touching Adams. Man. No shot you're touching Adams. Not for... Not in the first. Not about the second. Nope. No. And here's where I want to get questionable. Is there anybody in this room that would take a flyer if it were just head-to-head on Cortland Sutton over Adams? Oh, wow. And Rodgers is Cortland Sutton's Rogers. quarterback? Like, officially, we know for a fact Rodgers is in Denver with Sutton, and we know for a fact it's... There's no, like, rumors they're still looking to acquire a different quarterback. It's Jordan Love week one, you know. I will do Devontae Adams because he's, he'll be by himself there with Jordan Love. And back a few years ago when Rodgers got hurt and that backup came in, Devontae was still fine. Yeah, um, true. Because he just – he will take all the targets. And he's he's so good that you don't really have to be a good quarterback. But, yeah, I mean, versus Cortland Sutton, probably Devontae. But that's a good, that's a good sort of line there because – I mean, more than that, I don't want really. I can't. Yeah, I couldn't. I'd have to take Adams because Sutton has KJ Hamler, who's still very good. He's got a second round pedigree, doesn't he? And then they got Fant, Judy, Judy and Fant. Like that's he's. Yeah, you'd have to. I think go Adams over Sutton. Sutton still would be a top twenty four wideout, but I don't know. That would be. Do you guys prefer Sutton or Judy this year? Sutton to me. Sutton's a stud, man. He's just got a lame name, so no one like thinks he's good. But Jerry Judy's a stud, though. Like an actual. Mm, he dropped a lot of balls. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's know. the thing. If he gets the drops under control, he'll be a superstar, like a legitimate, like bona, bona fide superstar. <laughs> but he like led the league in drops last year. I saw. Is who? I haven't looked at ADPs. We should have that in front of us, but we don't today. I'm not sure. Is Judy or Sutton getting taken ahead of each other? Um, Sutton is ahead. Sutton's okay. about like around. Last time I checked, he was like around and a half ahead of him. 
Yeah. Um, but I, and again, it's for that exact reason. It's we've seen Sutton establish himself. Mm-hmm. Yep. Judy didn't really show the signs of that pedigree that he had, but he's you know he has the pedigree. Obviously, he was drafted at ten for a reason. Yep. Quick he's, question. Yeah. yeah. Go ahead. No. No. Go ahead. Uh, mine's not going to be about it though. So well, still... I was just going to say yes. Yeah, so I think. Sutton could be turn out to be a good value for people because people he missed basically all of last year, so people are going to forget how good he was. He was so good. Very as a true. Rookie. Uh, I think I would probably go him over Judy too. Yeah, he's just nice. got more of that big body like frame for the number one receiver that you kind of like to see. Mm-hmm. Um, have you guys done any mock drafts yet? All the like sites started releasing them. You can do them on. I don't know if ESPN did, but Yahoo's got theirs. Open. Underdog does some good ones too. Yeah, I've done Free some plug. underdog. And some <laughs> have you done one yet, Pat? <laughs> no, I don't do my mock drafts till July. I've hated every last one of my teams. Really? Yeah. Do you want to switch your pick? Uh, I'm actually thinking about it. I have not liked how it's shaken up. Like, but then I look at like the scope of the players in the rounds, anyways, and I'm like, it, I don't even know if it's my spot. I think it's just there's a point like very early in the draft where I look at the crop of players and I'm like, this, you don't like any of them. Complete, like it's after like the them. fifth round, right? Yeah. It just and turns into like, crap. I'm trying to like find, and that's where I started like throwing the darts at the young guys. Cause I'm like, I don't want any of these guys. There's not a lot of great situations around. I feel like a lot of backfields were muddled. You well, have you to take ETN in the fifth or sixth and feel no, like there's some I mean. upside. Like, like taking the flyers on those yeah, young that's rookies, not a bad but it's like there. Trey Sermon, you know, I, I acknowledge I'm taking guys that don't have an established workload, you know? that I don't know how it's going to shake out. I do I do a couple round mock usually every day, <laughs> which is ridiculous, but I do like the first four rounds just to see how the ADPs are, are coming out. Um, It'll be interesting to see how much it changes post-schedule release too, you know, see if anyone's yep. a little hotter on guys given early schedules or yeah, whatever. I mean, I've seen some Carolina Panthers schedule leaks already, and man, CMC has a brutal stretch. Wait, doesn't he start with the Jets? Brutal though? stretch. No, I mean the whole schedule. There's not it's a tough. game I would say he's going to score more than like 12. He's in the For the for the listeners out there, I am pick two and Pat is pick one, and I have been doing everything I can to convince Pat him that McCaffrey sucks. No, you were doing good. You were doing well there. I you bought it for a second. I was. See, do you that. just know Dalvin Cook's going to get hurt, and that's why you don't want to take him? So here's take the Derrick thing. Henry. I would rather watch the guy behind me ride Dalvin Cook to a 17 game RB one season. Same. Than the pain in my heart of Same. knowing that I'm going to take. I'm willing him to be wrong and about by him. drafting him, and then he just does something brutal because I. He's I've never finished the season. Still, I'm willing, I'm willing to be wrong about not him. finished, but uh, I just played. needs mm-hmm. in my first round, in my first two rounds, I just want safety. And that's, just, but that's I don't issue. care if I don't get the best guy. There can be a few guys that finish better. That's fine. I just need him to. I need my player to be there for me. You know who actually. Uh, doing a couple mocks. So I, the big ones I've been through is Dalvin, because I know you're taking McCaffrey. It's been Dalvin. D. Henney has actually come into it, but my fear is the exact same, is that as soon as I take no. D. Henney, those 300 touches become 220 touches. Uh, that almost 2,000 yards and 18 touchdowns now become... I don't just. I don't I think know. that every single year. I do believe this is 40 You have one more it. safe year of those touches <laughs> with, with Derrick Henry. This I, is one more year. Of that. I hope so, but I know if I do it, it's not going to happen. Sure, that's why you I know who so. has fully come back around. Aaron Jones, me, and it's simply my love for him. DeAndre Swift on me for me. I'm debating. Yeah, uh, Swift, yeah. I'm debating Zeke at two. Oh, I'll hey. say that out loud <laughs> right now. Wow, I, I get you it. are not. We go back to it. Even my, though he's going to get a zero week one, I my, know. my man's was with Dak Prescott on the field, a You're top right. three fantasy running back. He was for, killing it for the early stretch of the season. It immediately tanked when Dak went down. If Dak comes out slinging it like he was 
I mean, you can't stack the box against Zeke whatsoever because they have three guys on the outside that can hurt you. They got a tight end that can hurt you, and Dax was on pace for 6,000 yards. I think that would be so smart. I'm not even kidding. I have pick seven, and I've thought about Zeke a lot, but that's a little mm -hmm. bit But And again, the reason is is because it's what you just said about that safety. He's so safe. I'm confident Zeke will make it to the end of the the season. The Saquon and the Dalvin Cook scare the living hell out of him. But Pollard is literally the best handcuff. I I mean, not literally. I I thought through it, but he is one of the best handcuffs. No, and that's another one. Like, I believe in Pollard more than I believe in Madison. Yeah, Yeah. you you will lock up your – all I care about is that RB slot being safe. And I actually, that's the one thing I don't care for about McCaffrey is I don't like that he doesn't have... Like when I took Alvin Kamara last year, I loved that I had Latavius Murray. My, my slot was always safe. I was never going to... I never didn't have an RB1 but to CMC put What CMC did last year? He Mike did. Davis. Oh, no, I'm saying this year. He's your RB1 this year, I'm Mike saying Davis. this year. Take Mike Davis. <laughs> Who is CMC's backup? Chubba Howard, baby. Yeah, actually, they do, Oklahoma have, a young, State. They do have a young rookie. Is he good? He's, some, he looked, pop in his he game. looked pretty good in college. I mean, we'll see in the pros. His name but, is Chubba? Um, yeah. Chuba. Hell yeah. Chuba, yeah. He fell, they, to, he fell to the fifth round, I mm. think. Where'd so, he go? Oklahoma State. He's the one that got pissed at um, the coach for wearing the OAN shirt. He, uh, he, uh, he <laughs> sat out last year. The one knit. So that was part of it. He sat out the season. but Fifth round pedigree is never great. If no Gallman. Who is Saquon's backup? They now? picked up someone. I think. They have Deion Lewis still there. Boy. Um, oh, they got a uh, Booker, Devontae Booker. Yes, oh, I think. I think. Hey, no, where he did is. Wayne Gallman go? He's uh, on the 49ers. Right? Is he really? He is. I think so. Right. I think I, that sounds about right. Yeah. And he's so he. Tevin Coleman, poor guy, is the Jets. man, can't catch a break. He he's good. He needs to get more credit. He saved me. Wayne Gallman was big for people last year. Yeah, yeah, I dumped my fab on him, and he just he saved. He really did save me. He All is right. currently with <laughs> the drum roll. I'd love to tell you he is signed. He signed with the 49ers. Yeah. Good job, Luke. There it is. All right, let's uh, move on to this last segment of the show. We're just going to talk about some rookies uh, from part two of like kind of our NFL draft review. Mike, uh, he's got a couple that uh, he was pretty excited to talk Speaking about. Speaking of the 49ers, yeah, Trey Sermon, dude. We oh, love yeah. we love Trey Sermon before the draft. Like, he's a great running back, well-rounded. Uh, Kyle Shanahan traded up, traded up to get him. And got him in the third round. Which is All they've huge. got is Mostert and, Col- and uh, Gallman and hey. just some guys. Uh, Mostert's they pretty good. If, Will, they have too many guys. If Sermon bro. were to be the man, he will be a fantasy like league winner. The only problem is it's way too early to know that. we got to go through training camp, preseason, all that stuff. Watch Trey Sermon closely in the preseason. Uh, he could be a big-time hit. Like Kyle, We know Kyle Shanahan running backs, all they got to do is get the opportunity, and they'll be good. And if they're a good player already, extra bonus. Uh, and, and that's one. I, it's one I'm willing to draft and wait on because I yeah. know the opportunity will come with the 49ers eventually. They traded up for him. They want him. They, I'm a, but like, even so like I'm Trey Sermon over Javante Williams right now. I'm Trey Sermon over just because I know the opportunity will come. Yeah. It will come. Yeah. They, they seem to be more aggressive for him with, I mean, I guess it comes down to who do you think is you know more likely to take over between Gordon and uh, Mostert. But Mostert's been hurt a lot. Mostert's uh, kind of a light guy. He's really fast, but he gets hurt a lot. So, um, man, definitely something to watch. I don't know if I can go in on those guys. There's just so many. There's You're gonna four. have to take a shot on one of them. Well, I, I'm just not gonna let it go. Like I'll, I'll go to another team. In this, I mean, but here's the thing. We've talked about how there's only like a handful of uncontested back. Yes. So the 49ers are just one of like 20 other teams that have crowded backfields and crowded is in quotations because we're talking about Raheem Mostert. 
you know. And it, and it's always been just wasn't he good last year? Mostly? He's solid. He's he good. Was. But any running back that plays for them, and if yeah. he was that good, they wouldn't have traded up for Trey Sermon. True. And they traded up for this running. You know, back. Jeff Wilson comes in. You're convincing good. me a little bit. Uh, Tevin Coleman, McKinnon. Tevin Coleman's gone. McKinnon's gone. You know, it's really just Shanahan. I I believe in Shanahan's system. And like you just said, he went out and added this guy. He's like, Uh, he's comparable to like Alfred Morris, just way more athletic. Oh, yeah. Uh, But that same type of thing, Alfred Morris was in Kyle Shanahan offense as a rookie, 1,600 yards rushing. It's just, obviously, we got to watch preseason. And because if he gets buried, if he enters the season as the third running back, then clearly they're going to like have training wheels on him. But if he kills it in the preseason, why not? I know? like that idea. Yeah. But that's how we're going to do it with most of these backfields. Like, yeah. we're going to watch the Lions closely and see if, you know, they're doing a true split with uh, Jamal. Jamal Williams and Swift. And But it's a good opportunity because of the upside, I think, with San Fran running backs. I yeah. Mean, and, but like you just said, Brett, where you have to keep an eye on them, just if you're listening, get prepared because you're going to have multiple running backs that are just – a part of some sort of timeshare that you're going to be starting week in and week out. Yeah, it's the new because thing. Because everybody NFL, yeah. in the league is going to be doing it because those guys just don't exist anymore. And that's why RBs are going to fly off the board, I they think. They will. And so yeah, that's Javante why, Williams is a big one, like you said. Yeah. We'll have to watch preseason and Again, see. it's kind of a wait-and-see game. Um, another one we can flip to, we talked about a little bit earlier, but Kenneth Gainwell with the yep. um, very similar. Kenneth Gainwell there, that quote telling me he's got that Neheim Hines role possibly. And Neheim Hines was playable he's last year. He's a startable year. asset. Um, yep. So he's a guy to keep an eye on in the preseason if he can catch. I mean, I, he's a better pass catcher than uh, Miles Sanders is just from the get-go. He's the best pass catching back in the draft. Mm-hmm. Um, he's another guy. Keep an eye on preseason. I think you're going to have a late-round guy that you can start week in, week out. How many uh, preseason games are there this year? I believe four. Oh, they're doing four? It's either three or four, I but read, I think it's four. I thought I heard three. Yeah, well, regardless, yeah. I mean, that's it's teams more like than the Bucks, had... though. They're not going to play anyone, right? No, I mean, I can't I imagine. Doubtful, like, especially yeah. how Brady's been talking that they don't. He, he doesn't well, want like OTAs. And anyone is. I mean, guys like Scotty Miller, Tyler Johnson, they're going to play. Yeah, on, especially uh, TJ. Uh, I mean, uh, the receiver they just drafted. Like that's the thing about the Bucks is that you know Trask is going to play. Probably yeah, the entire Trask will play. Yeah, Bucks whole game. games are going to be very entertaining. They've got a lot of guys on the bench. Yeah, but I, I could see them shutting down Mike. Those guys, yeah, no reason. Probably Mike, Tom, Gronk. They shouldn't even play a drive. Down. I don't even like that. I get nervous the whole time. Um, and, yeah, like you said, that comment like Tom made and then the comment Jason Light made, it seems like they're on the same page where, like, they don't care. Like, yeah. if Brady doesn't want to play, they're not going to make Brady play. They're not yep. going to put their foot down, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I have a player to throw into the uh, gauntlet that who I've been, like, reading and listening to a lot over the last two weeks. Uh, Saints tight end Adam Troutman. I think he's my new Chris Herndon. Really? Yeah, man. Let's, I think he's going to be my number one tight end that I go for late rounds this year. So funny enough, if we went back to probably the first or second episode we did, yeah, this you, off, you mentioned him. him. We yep. talked about Adam Trotman. It was simply as a joke, but it was simply because there's nobody else, and he is an animal and talent. There's still nobody else. Did they add Tommy Trimble? Was that them? I don't know. I'm not sure, Tommy but Trimble. I know that it's it's uh uh you know straight ahead to production. Basically, it, they've got yeah, no one. It's him and Michael no Thomas. Else. No other tight end. He was a beast in college, won the Mackey Award for best tight end. He was PFF's top blocking tight end last year. So you know he's really? not going to come off the field in any circumstance. Mm-hmm. He's going to be on the field want like all of their snaps. And He'll be their red zone target. I mean, Troutman to the moon, man. I'm the biggest huge on part wow. The biggest part of that, what you said already, too, is he got his rookie year out of the way. Yes. Yeah. And I don't want – and that's something we could talk about Kyle Pitts, too, if we wanted to, about what we realistically expect of Kyle Pitts just based on the history of tight ends. 
Mm-hmm. Um, but Troutman coming in year two is when Titans start to flourish. So I, I'm with you. I'm all in on uh, Troutman. And we and Jameis is primary quarterback, assuming uh, like we're assuming. He yeah, has, this all changes. Jameis loves throwing to the middle of the field tight ends. That's his spot, baby. Like he loves it. So he would feed him, I think. I don't think we talked about. Yeah, I like that idea with this Troutman guy. I want to see how he does in the off season. Did we talk about Kyle Pitts? I feel like we didn't. Not we really. kind of brushed past it. And yeah. so obviously we know he's the freak. We know he's the freakish, the freakiest the tight end ever. Yep. But still to this day, the best rookie tight end season ever is Evan Ingram's rookie season, yep. which was like 67 catches for like 689 yards and like six touchdowns. I had him. That. It was crazy. And so do we think there realistically is a chance that Pitts out does that? Yes. I think, well... I've been seeing some experts has as high as four, but the average is six, which is obviously uh, Kelsey, Kittle, Waller, uh, TJ Hawkinson, Mark Andrews, mm-hmm. then him. I think right? I saw Mike Clay with ESPN project him for like 800 yards or something like okay. that. But it's kind of contingent on Julio, right, a little bit? Like if Julio's there? If Julio is not there, I feel like he could go pretty he could easily go nuclear. He could have the Ingram thing. Because the thing with Ingram— he could have a thousand. The thing with Ingram was that— they had no other targets, so he was just getting siphoned targets. And so, if no Julio, I mean, it'll just be Ridley and um, the unicorn. So, but you're right. We if Julio's there, the history is not great. It's just the yeah. The, that's the only thing that would scare me away. Like for where I feel like he's gonna get. Like I feel like he's gonna be the hot thing at the draft. You know, yep, so he will be. That that value is not going to be great for you, especially if you're in a league in Florida, because odds are you have multiple Gators in your league, yep. and yeah. Um, so just to keep that <laughs> yep. keep that history in mind that the tight end position hasn't really fared well as rookies, so just for the possible value, but he doesn't have to do much to make it into a top eight tight end. Tight end is such a tough position when you think about it to play. You have to learn how to block like a semi offensive lineman. You got to be able to run routes. You got to have decent hands. Extremely I mean, that's a hard. tough position to like be thrown in the NFL. I think, well, I think with. they say it's a it is the toughest position. Like, the other positions say it's the toughest position to. That makes I believe sense. it. Dude. It's one of the few you're learning multiple positions. So it makes mm-hmm. Gronk so great, man. Yep, and then also, yeah, they'll move him into the back into play fullback. They basically replaced the fullback with these uh, athletic tight ends, like mm-hmm. a Johnu Smith. We saw that a ton of. Anyways, off topic. That's okay. Um, <laughs> any other guys you want to talk about uh, that um, we didn't on the last show? One that I do want to talk about is Terrence Marshall. Yeah, went um, to Carolina. Receiver from LSU. He dropped because of the injury concerns, but if he's healthy. It's great for Darnold. I don't know what it does to DJ Moore and Robbie Anderson, though. They have a lot of targets going around. It's like a it, lot of mouths to feed. Yeah, so like last year, I get it, I think he's going to play like Curtis Samuel's role pretty much, right? Like, uh, I mean, not the, the yeah, not, end not around the and stuff, but just stuff. in terms of where he lines up at receiver. So, yeah, I don't know. It's it's. I don't think Terrace Marshall is necessarily draftable. But you are going to have to factor that in when you think of when we try to like chart out what Moore and um, – Robbie Anderson's ceilings are. Yeah, definitely. Because Terrace Marshall's a stud. He would have been a first-round pick if his knee wasn't messed up. Without the injury, he was right there with the top, like, three or four receivers in the draft. Yep, and um, he's firmly in the group of, like, uh, if a DJ Moore or Robbie Anderson were to get hurt, he could produce, like, you know, at least that's in his range of outcomes. Very nice. Terrence Marshall. I do have one more as well. it's more so what he does to the rest of the roster. Uh, I saw a report today that Sony Michelle more than likely is going to get the axe in New England. Really? Um, Damian Harris The time main up. reason is because they believe his Harris as the lead runner. They believe in James White as the third down. And then they went out and drafted Ramondre Stevenson uh, from Oklahoma State. 
who people have compared to that Le'Veon Bell, the very finesse. He's got really soft hands, but he's a big, burly back, uh, power back. Um, they say he's great on special teams, too, so that's kind of why he gets the edge over Sony. But that could be a name to watch if Harris struggles early on in the season. Absolutely. Harris um, is like an okay running back, but no one that has like got a vice grip on the No, role, and the issue know, with Harris mainly is his pass catching. Right. He doesn't do any sort of pass blocking and pass catching, and Ramondre Stevenson actually excels in those areas, too. So, And if Mac Jones is playing, they're going to definitely want a running back that can block uh, a yeah, little bit. Yeah, so he, he could be a late-round flyer that could catch on towards the end of the season, possibly, and you know maybe you strike gold with him. Nice, I Man, like it. I feel bad for Sony. Yeah, I do yeah he's had to talk about a guy that's had uh, bad luck with the injuries. Knees, I don't know if he lands really anywhere else. I think he is following that kind of Todd Gurley. I was just going to say he's got trajectory. he's like Todd Gurley status, but he's Man, only like Gurley still got a job. Yeah, boy, that's crazy. Gurley will be interesting to see if he gets one. Yeah, those knees are toaster oven. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, I hate to make jokes; it really sucks. But it's crazy to think three years ago this man was I know. amazing. Big <laughs> MVP. Yeah, it can go quick. Twenty dude. something touchdowns, like hey, unreal. Props to him for getting that bag, though. He must mm-hmm. have known those knees were ticking. So that's why he was like, you're going to make me the highest paid right He's now. the reason no running back will ever get paid again. Nope. Oh, yeah, he definitely. He's the, every GM <laughs> has looked at that and been like, Derrick Henry got paid and he earned it because he doesn't come off the damn field, though. He's him never and Sony, heard. Him and Sony are going to be my, like, when, like, kind of like with Terrace Marshall. When I hear in pre-draft evals that teams are worried about knee injuries, I'm buying it. I'm just going to start believing it. Like, yeah. they don't, I forget what. Uh, retired athlete I saw but uh, he said when you have a hurt knee it doesn't really ever get better in the NFL like it's always in the back of your mind like and so when you enter in as a rookie and you know that it's going to be bone on bone in like four years or something oh my god it's tough yeah the bone on bone thing is uh killing these guys now who's the other ones that have it that was Sony Todd Gurley uh uh, Edelman. Edelman had it. Yep. it I think that's what happened with uh, Tracy McGrady. Didn't Tracy McGrady? Uh, yeah. T-Mac. Uh, D-Rose is one of the few that's kind of fought through it. Yeah. Fought Man, through it and D-Rose kind of, kind of so come good. back. Yep. But, yeah. It doesn't fare well usually. Knee injuries for athletes are not, not good things. Yeah. No. Uh, all right. Does anybody have one more before we uh, end it? I did. We talked about my Michael Carter, right? We did yeah, a we little did. bit last week. Nicky yeah. He's continued to, right. continued to yeah, look at it. He's got as, almost as clear a road to production as any of these guys because it's only oh, – He's on the Jets, Coleman. right? Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, I think by the by come draft season, he's going to be one of the few rookies that have the – I think he The job. Could – Yeah, That's certainly. tough to say, but I almost said the second one off the board after Najee. Oh, well, people are going to be scared of know. ETN, I'll, I'll tell That's you. That's what I mean. I, when, you, when you really look at it objectively, I, I would objectively say that – Michael Carter's probably in line right now for the second most touches as a rookie. People love touches. Man, Workload. I'm excited to watch the Jags, man. I'm, I'm excited. excited. I'm here I for am it. too. That's, a, that's like the ET, like ETN pick, sure, in football sense, t- team building, probably really dumb, but watching them is going to be awesome. It's going to be fun. <laughs> and that's like what, uh, with the Tebow thing I wanted to say with those trick plays. If Gardner Minshew were still there, I'd be he all is. in for the Tebow Taysom Hill. <laughs> he idea. still is. But it's just the Trevor Lawrence. The, I think they're supposed it. to cut him June first, um, though. Unfortunately, man, I did have one. It was a late round guy, but I can't remember him. So. I did too. So we'll have to, we can save him. For, I mean, I, yeah, we've still got plenty of uh, draft worthy yeah, content. Some, yep, oh, man, who was it? I don't know. Uh, Pat, you want to take us out, man? And that was this week's episode. <laughs> We got deep into the draft. Players I've never even heard of before. <laughs> well, get familiar with them, baby. <laughs> Tyler and Mickle Pickle are our draft guys, as always. We also got to talk about the upcoming schedule. 
Don't forget to find us on the Google Play Store, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. Damn it, I remembered who it was. Who oh, was it? Oh, boy. Rondell Moore. There! We yes, haven't talked about good. Rondell Moore. I'm yes. sorry to cut oh, you off, Patrick, God. but we're going to no, talk, no, talk about Rondell Moore. Yep. He is on my radar, and I am just beyond excited to see what he can do. He's built like a little stout running back tank. He <laughs> plays wide receiver. You can use him in the back. I really think they're going to use him at running back. Can you back announce too. what team he's on, he's man? He's for the Arizona Cardinals. Okay. Uh, they moved up and spent a second round pick on the guy um if the guy was six feet tall the guy would have been a top 15 pick i know mm-hmm. the guy is blazing fast he's ridiculously strong he is their target share is way more wide open than people are giving it credit for too exactly they're they're attributing aj green with things that are absurd they, they want to carry those 100 targets from like the he's yeah. that's not still? happening yes. christian kirk is not good christian kirk Andy is not isabella good. is non-existent no tight end to speak of I, I really think oh. it's going to be number. I think Dan Arnold's gone now, isn't oh, he? Is isn't he gone? Dan Arnold he's, he's on with the Carolina. Panthers? Yeah. yeah, and then Carolina went and drafted. I think they drafted one and ruined the whole Dan. Arnold <laughs> I'm um, so Rondell glad you remember that. I, yeah. I truly believe that Rondell Moore could finish second in targets on the on the Cardinals. I think he will. Who's I think he guy? absolutely will. It's Hopkins, and then there's no one else, no one. man. No and one. he and Rondell is a true talent. Yep, he is an exciting player. Love it. Good call. Well, I'm. I- I'm excited for Rondell Moore. And uh, you remember, you guys remember Drew Sample? Oh, <laughs> yeah. Drew Sample. Yep. And funny enough, I was listening to a, just a random show the other day, and they brought up Drew Sample in the sense that it's like, I start. Bengals are still going to throw it a ton. There's <laughs> nobody else there. Like, the top, he could finish top 12. If he <laughs> All he's got to do balls. is get 10 yards a game and no, <laughs> half a touchdown. Now, I think CJ uh, Uzoma. Uzoma is back, him? though. He was out for that the year last that year. That guy's been in the league for like 100 years. Yeah, yes. All right, Pat, finish taking us out. <laughs> okay, Kings and Queens, that was this week's deep dive into the draft and the upcoming schedule. Don't forget to find us on the Google Play Store, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. Hit subscribe. Leave us a review if it's anything less than five stars. Keep it to yourself. We're also on Instagram, fantasy.footballkings. Give us a follow. DM us any questions you have, and we'll read it live on the air. But until next time, take it easy, Kings. See ya.